Digital brings you Launch Base. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. The world of tech startups reimagined. Build and elevate your idea, product, and company as we take you behind the scenes with successful entrepreneurs, investors, and tech professionals. These mentors showed me a map of success. Learn from inspiring stories, business strategies, and marketing techniques that will take your business to the next level. Are you ready? And now your host, John Radford. Hi, and welcome to another episode of LaunchBase. This is a podcast all about tech startups and everything digital product. If you're a startup just starting out on your journey or a corporation looking to be more agile in your product development, we've got you covered. On today's podcast, we're delighted to have Rachel Box. Rachel is founder and CEO of London Village Network. So LVN is a charity whose mission is to ensure that every young person has access to positive networks and an equal chance to reach their full potential. Um, I've known Rachel for a few years now, had the privilege, and Rachel has previously worked for 15 years in advertising sales before witnessing network poverty on her doorstep. Her entrepreneurial spirit has been the driving force behind LVN and what they're doing. Rachel, thank you for joining us. Hi, John. How are you doing? I'm well, I'm well. Um, so hopefully that intro was okay. Um, it's short. I know you've got a long history and everything and you, you know, you're going to do a much better job of telling everybody about LVN. Um, I don't know if you call it LVN. We call it LVN. You know, we've been working with you guys for a few years. Um, yeah. London Village Network, LVN. Um, you know, tell us about it, all the great work that you guys are doing. You know, this is really, um, you know, we, we are passionate about the work that we're doing with you guys and, you know, tech for good and everything and, and the mission of you guys. But give us a little snapshot about how you started and what, what you guys are doing. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, John. Yeah, so we, we do call ourselves LVN. Okay. Um, we've just actually changed our name to Local Village Network, which kind of reflects our demand, which is which is good. Awesome. So, yeah, we started um, LVN uh, back in 2015, and it's, it's grown very, very organically. Um, so we started it because there was a group of uh, local young boys that were kind of hanging out and not really sort of engaging in anything positive. Mm. Started to converse with them and get a bit of an understanding that actually although they can see wealth around them and they know there's opportunities out there they themselves don't feel equipped to access it Um, and in talking to them I've got an understanding that a lot of it was down to not knowing the right people not knowing where to go so LVN started to change that so I was working part-time placing corporate volunteers and that's what gave me the understanding that there's lots of people in the business world that want to get back, give back, but there's not necessarily a platform in order to do that safely. Um, And that's what LVN is essentially. So we made up a program called Be Your Own Boss um, and it enabled young people to think of their future and to think of business ideas. And then we introduced them to lots of different professionals, just an hour at a time to help them put their business plan together and essentially meet the types of people that they would meet in business and just to build up their perspective and their know-how. Yeah. Um, that went really well, and it just began to sort of grow from there, and other young people were asking, oh, I want to do this. Do you know people in this network? And it just kept on growing in that way. Um, and it's really great to see because we had so many adults getting involved, giving an hour, equally young people asking. So um, we built up lots of evidence, and working with various different groups in different settings, so um, in the pupil referral unit, on estates, 
in youth clubs. Um, we did some work in the local college. So just to kind of build up the, the evidence that actually changing the way in which young people access networks can have a profound effect on their life journey. Mm. Um, and we've used that evidence with um, a paper that I co-wrote with um, the Doctor of Criminology, Dr. Robert Hescape at John Moores University in Liverpool. Uh, we co-wrote a paper called um, Countering Network Poverty is a Precursor to Gang Activity, right. showing that by, by introducing social mixing, we can reduce the likelihood of young people um, joining gangs. Um, and we also worked with um, uh, Professor uh, um, uh, Ogilvy Change to put together a report about the importance of networking. Uh, 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 yeah, sorry, the importance of networking um, and all the sort of psychology and behaviour behind that. So, wow. Yeah, that's Really important work that you're doing. So, can you can you talk to us about net, you? You mentioned network poverty. Can you sort of define that for people and what what that what that means? So, network poverty is when you just simply don't have the contacts or the know-how to take yourself further. Mm-hmm. So, if you take into consideration that fifty percent of the poorest young people are in twenty percent of the schools, you start to get an understanding of your social networks can either hinder you or advance you. Yeah. You know, if you come from a middle-class family and, and a young person has an idea of what they want to do when they're older, nine times out of 10, as a parent, you can identify someone in your network that may be able to have that conversation with your young person and prepare them mentally for that role. Yeah. A lot of the young people we work with don't have that. And then yeah. when you add into that mix that only three in every 10 jobs are advertised, you can see again your networks play a significant part in your life progression. So what wow. we're about is bringing those networks down, to making it a little bit easier and a, and a little bit fairer. Yeah, that's brilliant. And what sort of age groups are you typically working with? So we work with um, 14, 24 year olds. Okay. I mean, the journey, John, has been brilliant because it's been very organic and we've worked with more and more um, young people, more and more adults given time. Yeah. The problem we hit, which is why we came to you and why we turned to tech, is because managing the numbers. Mm. So our ask is really, really simple. We ask lots of different adults to give us an hour of time, but to manage that safely and to track that and to you know to show the, the progression of each of the young person, we needed to create that platform that sure. did all of that. And that's where that's where tech has become a real significant part of our delivery. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's something that we're going to move on to now is so, you know, you you had the charity track. Would you say that the tech has transformed uh, the charity itself or has just reshaped it or added to it? Um, you know, what would you say about it? So for us, we needed because of the individual nature of the young people's needs and the individual nature of the adults giving time, you need a big pool of adults and a big pool of young people to make that match mm-hmm. so I think without tech it would be near enough impossible it, it would have happened but not to the scale in which it's beginning to now yeah. um, so technology has enabled us to um, m- make it safer and more sort of methodical and essentially upscale so for us tech is very very crucial to our to our delivery 
Yeah. Um, so let's let's go back to the start of the app and how how you designed it and you know you actually actively got the young people involved in in the yeah. building of the app didn't you um, yeah. you know I remember at the time I think it was Elliot that was working on it from our side mm-hmm. um, you talk us through that and and how the, how the young people themselves shaped the development yeah so that's, that's I mean that's a brilliant one. We're, we're a very small grassroots organization so everything that we do we involved our we involve our young people in um, for the for the the understanding and the growth of it and just to make sure that it's something that's useful to them. Um, so even from the very, very beginning of, of designing the app, you know, working with um, some young people that were gang affected and speaking to them about their interests. And it was very much like, don't really have any interests. But yeah. in showing them a list, they were able to identify the, the interest. So that list of different topics was the bedrock of starting of starting the app. So we, we created a list of the types of um, topics that young people would be interested in and, and wanted to get involved in. Sure. Um, and then moving on to the actual design of it in terms of the colours that they liked and the, the, the look and the feel. I know that a, couple, um, a group of young people came into your office and we did that. They whole did, process. it was a great session. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, and then even progressing through there, we um, started a journey with um, tutors and young people at City Newsington College. Um, and they were very much about the testing side of things and you know, adding in new features and functions and that kind of thing. So they've been very, very integral to the whole um, the journey of it, which is brilliant. And it, yeah. and, it, and it helps. One of the key things we identified in the work that we were doing in terms of our network poverty is that once we triggered an interest with a young person, they needed to know where to signpost them on to. Um, yeah. And you you think that there's nothing out there for young people because it's actually quite hard to find. And then you think, hang on a minute, there's loads of opportunities out there. How do you access it? So when we were developing the app, um, yes, it was about doing the matching with the volunteers and the young people, but actually we thought it was crucial that as part of our offering, we then had a signposting function, which is great for young people because now I think we've got over 1,400 different youth opportunities featured on there across various boroughs so a young person can go on there and find out in their local area you know what's available and and, and makes it easy for them to to get engaged and to to participate in more act, positive activities yeah it's really great and actually so for you know some of the people listening who are launching startups actually there's there's some lessons there there's some cross-referencing in terms of um like launching a product getting your users i mean you've you've actually brought in some of your end users to shape the product and then beyond that you've actually um helped define the product roadmap through kind of your user testing sessions and, and things like that. Um, yeah. So is that something you've continuously been doing and it, as the product evolves? If you're, it sounds like you're, you know, you're always listening to that user feedback and then that that is shaping where you're going with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we the way that I see it is, you know, we started, and this is why I love technology, because we've started with a kind of baseline need. Yeah. The way that we've gone about technology is we've, we, we've used it to enhance what we do already sure. rather than building something that we think's needed. We, we know that it's we know that it's needed. Um, and it, we just add into it. So for instance, recently we've added in with it. So we used to uh, monitor the progression of a young person um, via what we call personal development plans, and that was paper-based. We've now put that into the app. 
uh, which cool. helps everybody because it just puts everything in one place. The young people need it in there. Um, and it's and it's great to have them involved because, you know, it is a it is a journey and we can't implement all the ideas straight away. But mm-hmm. we have sort of built up a, a backlog of young people saying, actually, um, it'd be great if the app did this and, yeah. and, and that kind of thing. And it's just building with the, with them on that way. And then we 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 if someone comes forward with an idea, we generally test that with some of the other young people to see whether they they agree and then and then action it when funds allow. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so let's so let's let's talk about um, you know your your backers and your funding and your and your journey there um, and how how has that been? I, I imagine it's been challenging, uh, rewarding. You know, where where are you at with that, and who's who's behind the app as well? Yeah, I mean it's, it's a funny one because you know we're living in the age of technology. Essentially, all young people use apps, mm-hmm. but to try and communicate to the funding world, particularly, you know, funders that historically, you know, been going for hundreds of years or, you know, those sort of traditional, to try and convince them the importance of using tech for young people, it has been difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, and it's been very much passion led through from our perspective. So when we started the the, the tech journey, um, I, 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 I literally just wrote a load of appeal letters to local businesses um, and in, in, in you know trying to get each invoice paid, it was a begging letter to so many local mm-hmm. organisations. And fortunately, we, we met enough people that were able to sort of take us through that journey. Yeah. Um, about two years ago, we were fortunate enough to receive um, a three-year journey of funding um, from the City Bridge Trust and John Lyons Charity. So they they had that vision and understanding that young people do use tech. Yeah. that what we're offering is is crucial in terms of you know changing the network so we've had that three-year grace period in it which has enabled us to kind of you know really sort of push through with the tech um but the, but it is a journey it's trying to still um convince people the importance of technology i think weirdly covid has helped with that okay. because we've right. all been pushed online so a lot more yes. people are waking up to the fact that um technology is is an, is an element that's needed, particularly when you're working in the youth charity sector. From our perspective, yeah. oh, everyone's delivery is different, but for us, yeah, um, it's been a challenge. But we're we I think we've definitely broken some broken through now, which is good. Good. Um, and so I want I want to hear about maybe some uh, some success stories. Is there a young person's uh, lives that has been affected for the better through through this app? Has there someone who's gone from I don't know um, gang culture to an apprenticeship or something like that? Um, is there anything firsthand that you've experienced? Yeah, we've 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 had so many case studies and journeys that have demonstrated how the power of networks have made a profound difference on 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 young people's journeys. Yeah. And every young person is different, and everyone's starting point is different. So for some young people, it's just a case of just meeting two or three people, and and they get it. They know exactly where they need to go and, and, sure. and where they need to be. For other young people, people who come from disadvantaged backgrounds you know they don't have a good bedrock they don't come from you know finance you know there's not much money there as a starting point Mm -hmm. they may have left school early for those young people and that's where our heart is in terms of us as a charity and the people that we support those young people they need a bit more yeah so but our evidence 
is showing that actually it takes just 10 adults outside their sphere of influence to make that change. Um, So just, um, you know, one young person that's bringing to mind, um, he'd been to prison three times. He was 22 when he first engaged with us. Um, He... All he really knew was that he didn't want to go into construction. That was his only kind of understanding of of, of his life progression. Yeah. Um, and lots of you know lots of the sort of, you know job centre and whatever they were trying to push him into construction, and that wasn't what he, he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, through us, he was able to meet with lots of different professionals. So he met with plumbers, he met with electricians, mm-hmm. um, he met with marketeers, he met with a variety of people to help inspire him get so he could get an understanding of what it is that he would enjoy um, and in one of those sessions he met somebody who worked in IT cool. uh, and there's something about that that, that that interested him so he then met with some more people in IT we then supported him to um, start a course in IT uh, where he gained some Microsoft um, qualifications um, and that was enough for him to have content on his CV, a little bit of experience, and then he's now in the British Army in the IT department. Fantastic. So we, yeah, so we know that these these do have a real profound journey that, that young people have, and we we want to bring this now with more young people. In fact, unfortunately, because of technology, we can we can actually do what, that. What more do you need from people? Because from what I see, and I'm I must I'm probably very naive. You know, I'm, I'm very lucky. You know, very uh very privileged um but the from what i see it's the the gang culture it's very quick and easy to kind of slip into that because you see friends who do it and it's kind of there's there's often a lure of maybe easy money and and that sort of thing and whereas you know so what more can we do to help to sort of say look you know this is this is the right path it's probably a longer path it might not be easy but you know, ultimately, this this is going to be a much rewarding thing for yeah. you to do than kind of slip well, into. Yeah, it's funny because it's good that you mentioned it. Because so with the when we were working with behaviour scientists about why young people join gangs, hmm. um, and it's actually it's it's not what you think for a young person that growing up in an environment where gangs are the norm, it's yeah. actually less risky to join a gang than it is to go and do something outside. Hmm. And do something different and, and that's actually the real fear the real fear is of these young people doing something new and feeling like they're the first to do something new yeah obviously we as adults know they're not the first and there's lots of young people adults that have come from these types of environments and have gone on to do well so for us it's about working with these young people and just exposing them to the different pathways and nine times out of ten they will take those positive pathways so we have been, um, our journey has been quite fortunate in terms of we've, we're getting some really good traction. Um, so we've just um, started a pilot with the Metropolitan Police. So this is a very sort of loose collaboration where we are working with police officers, um, primarily in Islington and Camden, but actually uh, we've been linked in with the BRU, which is the Violence Reduction Unit, um, that's Pan London, and we've been working with all of those officers. And the app is now being promoted as a tool for police officers on the front line to use as part of their positive engagement strategy. So a lot of the young people we, we work with 
when it comes to police, it's all about law enforcement. And that's the conversation that we only ever have with a police officer. Yeah. Using the app is a way for a police officer to have a positive lead behind and say, oh, what's going on in your area? Oh, look on the app. There's positive things going on. So that's something that we've started to pilot. And that's that's being received very, very well. That is amazing because it really changes, hopefully, the relationship as well between police and some of these young people. Yeah, 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 exactly, and it and it, it it just makes a young person probably feel less victimized yeah. if the conversation is a little bit more real and a little bit more humanized. And actually, yeah. I do care. And there's a youth club around the corner, or if you're into music, there's a studio down the road. And mm. you know, there's there's I think there's like ten thousand new police officers. They they can't possibly know all of what's going on in their area. So this gives them that local knowledge at at their fingertips so they can have that you know not just gang related young people but also young people caught up in domestic violence situations or other situations that a police officer may encounter a young person they can put a little bit of nurture that's just there instantly so yeah. that's really exciting we've got that going on and we're hoping that that's going to form a, a formal relationship with the police it looks like it's really positive so far um, and we've just started another pilot as well, which is really great. And this is with the Department of Work and Pension. So um, they, at the moment, I, I can't remember the stats, but there's there's a huge amount of young people unemployed at the moment. And that was pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and they are expecting a bit of an avalanche um, that's coming that's coming away, uh, coming sure. along. So a lot of 18 to 24-year-olds at the moment aren't in work. Um, so, um, and the government have produced a, a scheme called Kickstart, which is encouraging businesses to offer sort of work, work experience type roles, um, right. but paid for mm-hmm. lots of businesses. Um, so what we're doing is we are working in four London boroughs, so Islington, Camden, Barnet and Haringey, and we are delivering our power of the hour. So we're in the process of training 20 work coaches um, on our methodology so that young people can have uh, access to our pool of volunteers and 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 meet people to help them with their CVs, get an understanding of different industries. So that's really, really exciting as well. Again, it's only a pilot, um, but through, again, it's technology that's enabled us to be able to deliver this. Mm. Um, with COVID and everything happening online now, it's crucial that these young people learn to, to um, interview online, to work online. Yeah. So our power of the hour is all online and it's it's part of that process as well and helping them to prepare to, um, to, to, be, to be a bit more work ready and also to have that confidence to go into interview in this kind of environment. It is Which is totally different. Them. It's totally different, yeah. you know, and uh, at the start of COVID, you know, we, we were a little bit slow ourselves in terms of, you know, our... We, we'll just wait you know it's things are going to go back to normal and that sort mm. of stuff and i'm better in person and all that kind of thing but you know now it's yeah. kind of it's it it is what it is and this is the you know dare i say it, new normal or at least yeah. th- it's going to be some kind of hybrid so yeah i think you know ha- having those digital skills and being able to um interview well online is is a real skill now because it's, yeah. it, it's different and you have to be able to present yourself properly and you can't just uh, you know come with a yeah. background and all of that sort of stuff. 
Yeah, and it's to see, you know, even just, you know, knowing what Microsoft Teams is or what Zoom is and, you know, just the etiquette, you know, how, you know, getting yourself heard and using them, all those kind of soft skills, mm. particularly for that age group, because they've not learned it at school. They've just been sort of dumped into the free world and, you know, they have to just learn it. So that's what, that's what we're bringing to the young people. And what we're asking for now is for um, businesses to get involved with us, really, and to oh, give them hands. I was, I was just going to say, like, I want to give you a chance to, what do you want? You know, what do you need to um, <laughs> reach out to people? What, what is it that you, what, what can people do to help? Yeah, so, I mean, spread the word. So, you know, we are a platform for volunteers, essentially. Our only ask is for an hour. Mm -hmm. um, so we're building up a great pool of volunteers. Uh, with the work that we're doing uh, within the Job Centre, uh, and that's a grant, so we're still very much a charity. We're very, you know, there's, there's, there's still a lot of sort of work and goodwill that's part of everything that we do. Sure. Um, but we are getting some really good businesses involved um, in donating that hour. So Lloyd's Bank, for example, ITV have got involved. So some really great brands are uh, yeah. seeing the value of our work and, and, and getting involved. So really, we're just asking for either businesses or individuals to sign up and get and get involved with the power of the hour, essentially. So that, um, I mean, if you take just the four boroughs that we're working our pilot in, there's already 12,000 young people that are signing on. So there's a huge amount of young people uh, that, that need this and that just to help them feel part of something and just to prepare them with their perspective and, and, and what have you to, to move forward. Yeah. So, And also as well, if there's any jobs going, if anyone's aware of any um, employment opportunities, um, in the signposting app, we do have an employment section as well and we've got an onboarding process that we can give out login codes for um, organisations to put up um, employment opportunities as well. So if you've got anything for young people, if you're compassionate about young people, there's there's, there's two ways to get involved, so either opportunities or um, donating an hour, really. Yeah, there you go, guys. Uh, corporate social responsibility. And I'm, I want to reach out to the startups, you know, who listen, you know, um, there's the, the learning from a fast-moving startup. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, it's exciting for young people as well. Get them in. Yeah for a couple of months, do some work experience, just shadow people, whatever. If you're a CEO, tech founder, get them in, get them uh, get them um, covering you. Um, you know, I think they're going to learn a lot. Um, Rachel, uh, it's been really nice talking to you. It's yeah. fascinating. It's amazing the work that you guys are doing. Um, you. Just, yeah, all the best, really. I mean, thanks, thanks very much for your time. And yeah, guys, if, if there's anything you want to leave us with, Rachel, it's over to you. Oh, brilliant! Thank you very, very much, John. It's it's great, and I think we've we've covered it all. Um, but you know, we're at, you know, COVID has made things difficult for young people, so we just want to add a little bit of hope and inspiration. So if you can get involved, that'd be that'd be brilliant. So thank you for this opportunity, John. Pleasure. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for coming on. Get involved, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Launch Base, brought to you by Born Digital. Mission complete. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. For more info and to stay connected off the show, visit launchbase.fm. <laughs>